0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So tonight's title is The Gift of Interpretation of Tongues. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit, and it's mentioned here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's go to verse 7. This has been our text in the New King James Version, if you could. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. We're going to read down to verse 11 look at this but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all that's the way God works it's one for all okay and it's it sounds trite you guys have heard that one for all and all for one and I think that was like the three musketeers or something but it's true I believe that's very scriptural it's one to serve all and all to serve one okay that's very scriptural, okay? Jesus, what did Jesus do? He washed his disciples' feet. He was one for all. He died for all. And now all can serve the one, okay? All because of Jesus. So it's for, one, it's for all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. We discussed that last week. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Right? But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. All right? And I think that's that's as far as we're going to go. Now, this is kind of a two-sided, double-edged question question here for those that have been here to a number of these sessions here's my question which is the best gift of the holy spirit which gift of the holy spirit is the best edifies and encourages um the Apostle Paul said to de- desi- desire to prophesy, right? Which does edify and encourage. So, yeah, that's a, your teacher, Ms. Debbie, so that, that's about, you know, that's, that's a more than half credit for that one. More than half credit on that one, all right? So, <laughs> now, the thing is, the thing is, here's the truth of the matter. You can say, well, the word of the wisdom is the, mo- is the most powerful. And we've discussed that because it, it gives part of the mind of God. The word of wisdom is a future revelation of what God's plan is. That's powerful. It's hard to compare anything else to that. Okay? The word of wisdom. Okay? And then you say, well, prophecy edifies, encourages, and exhorts. Praise God. But here's the truth of the matter the best gift at any given situation is the one that's needed. Okay? The one that is needed at the moment is the best gift. And God knows that. That's why there's nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's one Holy Spirit, but he manifests himself through nine gifts of the Spirit. Okay? So, for example, someone needs healing. Well, uh, I can edify and encourage them right now. That's a powerful thing. But what's that going to do for their healing? We need the gifts of healings in operation. Or if there's a demon spirit doing stuff and deceiving people and 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 we don't know what's going on and people are just, they're like at a loss, well, the gift of discerning of spirits is timely, all right? So you got to see, we got to see here that the best gift is the one needed at the moment. Now I'm going to talk to you about the gift of interpretation of tongues. Just a few things, okay? And tonight we're not going to spend a ton of time on the gift of interpretation of tongues. We're going to move into, um, we're going to move into, kind of an intro for the next series, which is beginning Sunday, and that is how to be great at life, all right? So, the gift of interpretation of tongues, by many it's considered to be the least of all the gifts, ironically, because it depends upon another gift, tongues, to operate, right? So it depends heavily on another gift to operate. All right. So someone has to speak in tongues and then someone says, well, God's giving me a word here. Right. Um, It's going to be interpretation of tongues. I'm going to interpret what they just said. So it's considered the least of all the gifts. All right. It's very useful at the right time. Would you would you hold on to those keys for me if you don't mind? Thank you so much. It's considered the least of all the gifts because it depends upon another gift. Tongues to operate once again. Number two. Here's my question tonight before I get into this point. How does God speak? This isn't a trick question. It may sound like it at first. This is not a, a trick question. How does God speak? What are? Let me elaborate. What are some of the ways that God speaks? Through people, sure. Audibly, dreams. God can speak through a dream. What else? God can speak to someone through prayer. Sure. Uh-huh, he can lead you. He get. The Spirit of God may, may allow your peace to be totally taken away, or he may take your peace away. It's like, uh-uh, that ain't the right thing. His word, yes. So your feelings, yes, he can lead you by um, peace or lack thereof. He can lead you and speak to you through his word. He can speak to you audibly, right, out loud. God can speak to you. Now, that's rare. There's few, Some people say, man, I heard God speak to me. I heard his voice. Um, he can speak to you through an angel. Got to be careful with that, all right? The angel always has to line up with God's Word, and they have to come in the name of Jesus, and they have to speak only God's Word, okay? Another way that God speaks is through the gift of interpretation of tongues. It's one of the ways God speaks, okay? Does that make sense? All right? So an audible voice, a thought, His Word, through tongues, that's very important, through someone else in your life, through a situation. Hmm. Here's one. This may not happen in our lifetime. Do you guys... You guys remember the book of Daniel? There was a king, an evil king, and he was, they were basically degrading the golden utensils from the temple that his grandfather had captured, Nebuchadnezzar. And this king, they were partying, he and his concubines and prostitutes and everything else and all the revelers and partiers, and they were drinking their drinks out of the temple utensils. And guess what? A hand began writing on the wall. God spoke that night through a handwriting on the wall. Scripture says the king was so shocked. It's funny in King James because it says his knees smote one one another. So his legs were shaking and they were bumping into each other. You know, like Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. Remember that? So scared that his knees were knocking. God spoke through writing on the wall. But the prophet Daniel came in and translated, right? He interpreted what it meant. That was very, very unique. So there was a word of knowledge going on. There was a word of wisdom going on. So there was something for the present, something for the future. And God spoke through writing on the wall. God speaks in different ways, okay? Now let's go to 1 Corinthians 14, 13. 1 Corinthians 14, 13. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue, or in tongues, right, pray that he may interpret. Now, this can be for your private life or public. Even when you're praying in tongues, you can pray, Lord, let me interpret what I'm saying to you in the Spirit. Because the Apostle Paul goes on to say, he says, I pray in the Spirit, but I also pray with my understanding. What does your understanding mean? Well, your understanding is in the language that you speak in or think in. It may be Spanish or English or whatever. But we see there, therefore let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret and you can you can do that and it can manifest in your private prayer life gifts of the spirit once again this is a review this part gifts of the spirit can manifest in your private prayer life okay for them to manifest in your private prayer life you need to have a private prayer life okay you must pray you got to pray in groups like we do on wednesday nights you got to pray when it's when you come here on nights of prayer we got nights of prayer coming up fifth sixth and seventh which is uh sunday monday and tuesday coming up 6 p.m right in here but you got you to pray when you're alone. You got to pray in different settings, but you got to have a prayer life when you're alone. Let me throw this in there tonight. Here's what I've noticed. Here's what other men and women of God have noticed. People that know a lot more than me are more experienced than me. They said the common thread to people falling away from God is a lack of personal devotional time. That's where it all starts. When people step away from God or don't want to have anything to do with God anymore, it's because they don't spend time with Him. All right? How how can a marriage last if a couple doesn't spend time with each other, right? How can a friendship last if you just don't have any kind of quality time at all, depending on the level of friendship or what kind of friendship. But in the same way, how can you have a relationship with God if you don't spend any time with Him? So I encourage you, I want to inspire you, I want to exhort you that you be edified Learn to be edified by your relationship with God. You say, man, that's just selfish. No, you really get to love God the more you spend time with him. You really get to love God and you get to know him. And the more you know him, the more you love him. You got to spend time with him in prayer and in in his word, okay? I promise. You got to stay in the word, stay in the word, stay in the word. Man, I've been hearing chapters of, I'm I'm in the book of Luke right now in the New Testament and some chapters I've been hearing over and over and over again the last couple of weeks of the gospels. And it's amazing. Some things after rewind, I'm like, I've heard that so many times, but it's, it seems different today. I really notice it by the Spirit of God. There's something there that I really needed to hear. I've heard that story my whole life. I've heard that parable my whole life. Or I've, heard, I've always known that Jesus said that, but I've, have I ever slowed down just to listen and see what he has to say? So on this point about the gift of the interpretation of tongues manifesting in your private prayer life, I want to say once again, you've got to have devotional time with God. Have your time alone with God, however that looks, every day. Spend time with God, okay? I encourage you. Don't ever let that slip. Don't let that slide. You've got to talk to God on your own. you got to get in the Word on your own. You've, you've got to, okay? Now, here's another point. The gift of interpretation of tongues is not translation. It is... What was that? This is number three. Number one was... It's one of the way God speaks. Number two is sometimes it manifests in our private prayer life. Okay, let's get those. I I wasn't real clear with that. Number one is just one of the ways God speaks. Number two is sometimes it manifests in our private prayer life. And number three, it is not translation. I've seen this in services before where someone went on and on and on speaking in tongues and someone gave an interpretation and they spoke about five words. It's a language of the spirit it's not a direct translation okay it's the spirit of God speaking so who knows exactly how that works I don't know that's like scripture says it's mysterious speaking in tongues is mysterious okay but it is not translation you say oh man I was here pastor Matt when you translated for or you interpreted for for the evangelist Oscar the man of God you were you were doing your best to do word for word yeah that that's actual translation or interpretation but The gift of interpretation of tongues is a little different. It's not word for word, okay? Don't let that throw you off. Say, man, they spoke a hundred words, and this guy, he he interpreted and it was like five or ten. Well, it's just a word from God. It's mysterious. I don't know exactly how that works, but it's not translation, okay? That's number three. And number four, the gift of interpretation of tongues is edifying. What is edifying? Anybody? edifying is encouraging uh-huh it builds you up it strengthens you that's exactly right it's inspiring and it's a blessing okay it's edifying inspiring and a blessing even if it's a warning all right does everybody understand that it's edifying inspiring and a blessing even if it's a warning. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let's go to verse 1. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Did everybody get those four points? I want to I review those real quick because we don't have them on the screens tonight. So it's just one of the ways God speaks, the gift of interpretation of tongues, one of the ways God speaks. It, manif- it can manifest in our private prayer life, number two. It's not translation, okay, necessarily, And number four, it is edifying, inspiring, and a blessing. Okay? Now let's read this text. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Right? Prophesying is powerful. For he who speaks in a tongue, or an unknown tongue, does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. Look at the next verse. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Now, ladies, don't be offended. This is an older translation. Men means brothers and sisters. It means men and women. Back then, the, the, uh, the, the quickest way of saying everybody was men. Okay, that just means everybody. It means mankind. He who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort To folks, to men. Okay, next verse. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies or builds up or strengthens or encourages who? The church. Very good. I wish you all spoke with tongues. Isn't that interesting? The Apostle Paul said that. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification we see that prophesying is so much more powerful it doesn't require any other gifts with it it is a gift unto itself to encourage strengthen comfort edify inspire all by itself okay what's the next verse there but now brethren if i come to you speaking with tongues what shall i profit you unless i speak to you what either by revelation by knowledge by prophesying or by teaching even things without life, whether flute or harp, right, musical instruments, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in, their, in the sounds, how will it be known what is piped or played? Very good. For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? Can you imagine? Troops getting ready for battle, and they know a certain sound on a trumpet, but you play a different sound, they hesitate. It's like, that's not what we practiced. That wasn't it. There's confusion, and God is not a God of confusion, okay? Let's move on. So likewise you, unless you utter by the tongue words easy to understand, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air. Just a few more verses. There are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world, and none of them is without what? Significance. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Even so you, since you are zealous, right, for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. So desire gifts that bless everyone around you. Okay? Now, the Apostle Paul... At one, at one point he says, "I speak in tongues more than you all." At another point he said, "I wish that all of, I, I would hope that all of you would speak in tongues." But that's for personal edification, Scripture says, and that's powerful. Tongues, man, when you speak in tongues, it, is, it, it shows that you have the Holy Spirit in your life. It's for edifying. it's for praise and magnifying God. It has all these purposes. It's powerful. It edifies and builds you up. You pray the perfect prayer, you pray God's will. But man, how much more, to, in public especially, for the gifts of the Spirit to manifest. And you'd operate in one of these gifts that touches people around you. Have a word for someone. Prophesy. A word of wisdom. word of knowledge. Discern something that's going to help someone. All of these gifts are to bless people around you, not to oppress them. Okay? They're for your blessing and benefit especially for those around you all right you can see how jesus used the gifts of the spirit in his life it was always blessing people around him always okay edifying inspiring and a blessing that's the gift of interpretation of tongues that's the fourth point is there any qu- are, th- are there any questions tonight about the gift of interpretation of tongues any questions at all any questions at all many of you have been to a number of these since november and I believe God has spoken to us. So here's my, here's my encouragement to you. Is please, please, please desire spiritual gifts because that's between you and God. I can't force that on anybody. You say, man, I don't even speak in tongues yet. Ask, ask the Lord for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and he'll give it to you with evidence of speaking in tongues. It will give you a new hunger for the word. The Holy Spirit will give you a uh, recollection of things you've heard in the Word, things you've heard said, things you've heard in sermons. He'll remind you of things that Jesus said in the Word, okay? You want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Once you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit begin to flow here and there. Not everybody operates in all nine gifts. The way it usually works is there's a gift that operates in somebody's life on and off, or a few gifts, okay? Now, you'll see this for people who are five-fold ministry, Pastors, evangelists, prophets, teachers, okay? You see people in ministry that they'll operate in a certain gift often. Or a few gifts often, like it's very often. But it's always as the Spirit wills, okay? Prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers, apostles, okay? Those that are operating what we call the fivefold ministry. Okay, so any any questions before I go on tonight? And I'm going to move on briefly, and then we'll pray. Not going to keep you long. Okay. So we've gone through all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about being baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, how it benefits our lives. And I'm telling you, if you say, you know what, Pastor Matt, I don't even know. I'm nervous, or I don't know about that stuff, or I, I just, I don't know if I have a hunger for that. This is going to sound overly simplified. Ask God for a hunger for it. He gave you your faith. Scripture says he's given us the measure of faith. So everybody got the same measure of faith when they started. Now we all develop our faith. All right? We all develop our faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in the same way, man, we, we should all be humble enough to say, God, give me more of a hunger for your word. I pray that. Give me a hunger for you, for your word, and help me to desire the proper gifts of the spirit that you've called me to operate in. Talk to God about that. He'll give you hunger, and he'll start to, as he gives you hunger for those gifts, you'll begin to seek God, and he will start to manifest those gifts in your lives, okay, as you seek God personally and privately, okay? You've got to have a walk with him, though. Nobody else can have it for you. You've got to seek God on your own, all right? So last call, any questions about the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues or the gifts of the Spirit tonight before I move on? Anything at all? Anybody? There's got to be a question or two, but you know what? I don't blame you. You can ask me after church if you don't want to ask me now. That's okay. So, moving along. And I'm not going to take much time. This Sunday, we're starting a new series. I believe it's going to bless your life. It's touched my heart just preparing for it. And that is how to be great at life. How to be great at life. It's going to deal a lot with your walk of faith, what that entails. How to be great at life. This Sunday, I'm going to be talking about reaching out and touching people around you. It's so needful, and I think we forget. Sometimes we accept Jesus, and then sometimes some of us forget. It's like, man, we were in a situation where someone had to tell us, and we forget. We need to tell people. We need to share our faith. We need to be outgoing. And and you say, man, I'm an introvert. Yeah, but even introverts are gregarious to a point. What does that mean? Humans like relationships as a whole. Most humans are not antisocial. Now, I know there's some that are, okay? But most humans seek relationships, even if it's with just a few people. So even introverts, look, I'm not expecting introverts to stand on the chairs and and preach to someone at a restaurant, okay? I'm probably not going to do that, and I'm an extrovert, all right? Unless the Spirit of God led me. But we are called to what? Go and tell. So I'm going to talk more about that on Sunday. I believe that's part of being great at life. It takes the focus off of us. Okay? So be praying about that. Be thinking about that. And reach out to somebody. Bring them Sunday. Bring them Sunday. Bring them with you. I believe God is doing something with this. He's he's doing something in me just studying about it. And my dad's been talking about it. It's become more and more of a revelation to me. I'm like, man, I, I never stopped. But it's like I'm rediscovering this. Sharing my faith. More so than just in a church setting. You know how many people walk past this building every day? I love that. And some crazy looking folks, too. This is a state highway, and there's folks that it's a thoroughfare to walk to La Tienda in different places. And I love talking to people, even if they refuse to talk to me. Invite them to church. Offer them a bottle of water. Something. Why? Because everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs a relationship with God. Don't forget that. It's it's important to you. It's got to be important to others too, whether they know it or not, okay? So be thinking about that. Be praying about that. Go ahead and stand to your feet tonight and bow your heads and close your eyes.